Okay, we are live, episode 86, got a good one, Vion Van Bloemsten. Nice, nailed it. Foods. Jeremy Scott, Post E-Commerce, welcome to the show. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you for having me. It's my Appreciate pleasure. It. It's my pleasure. Let's talk Ioba. Uh, give us the story. When did it start? What is it all about? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me and thank you for asking. So Ioba was founded in our kitchen a few years after we moved to the United States from South Africa. The products we make, Biltong and Trivors, are very popular there. When we moved here, we couldn't find it. So we started just making it as a hobby. Realized that it was true improvements on beef jerky and decided to take it out of my parents' kitchen into the marketplace. Uh, so what makes Biltong different from beef jerky is the drying process. Typically, jerky's cooked about six hours, kind of hard to chew. Instead, biltong is air-dried for 14 days. That leaves it naturally tender, so we don't have to use any chemicals, any sugar, and it has more protein than jerky. I've had another biltong brand on before, also from South Africa, because I think it's that thing there. Uh, and I don't know if anybody's ever had it. It is different, and I love it. Uh, I admittingly, I'm a big protein person, so this fits in well. Uh, again, if nobody's ever had uh, a biltong before, they should try it. Uh, shout out. Um, let's get into where you process it. So you said kitchen, you've talked about family home, but where is it uh, now or where was at least the first transition into being able to do a little bit more than maybe just at home? Yeah, that was uh, definitely a tough lesson that we learned. Uh, when we started making it in our kitchen, we were selling it on Facebook. This was like seven years ago, and we really didn't know much about it. And uh, so we were technically selling it. And one day, a USDA agent showed up at my dad's house, knocked on the door and said, hey, you're not supposed to be making this in your kitchen. If you're going to be selling it, you got to make it in a facility. So we started looking around and uh, we happened to find a, a South African that had a USDA facility and we uh, struck a deal with him. Uh, so essentially he's our co-packer making our family recipe and our nuances to the product. Uh, folks, when the USDA agent shows up at your door, uh, make sure you just do what they say, okay? Uh, God, it brings me back to my childhood when they show up at the, anyway. Um, sorry. You had a lot of USDA agents show sorry, up? Sorry, sorry, mom, not USDA. Um, so let's now jump forward. So you then find uh, this individual, again, also South African. I think that's that's interesting, right? Because that's, that's what you know. Uh, and give us what that transition looked like. Uh, you said you struck a deal. Maybe anybody who's looking for a co-packer out there for any vertical, uh, how did you find them? Give us a little bit of that story. Um, yeah, so for the USDA, it's actually um, quite interesting because each product packaging has a facility number on it, the establishment number, and there's a database online. You can find them that way. And then it was just a lot of cold calling, reaching out to a whole bunch of facilities, seeing who's willing to take a small company with small batch sizes. It's really important to find a good fit, and I'm, I'm sure you, you know this very well, Mark, that there's good co-packers and there's bad co-packers. So when you find a good one, it's, it's important to keep them happy and keep that relationship going. Uh, you nailed that. Uh, it doesn't really matter what you're selling uh, as far as food and beverage. The co-packer partnership, uh, again, unless you're doing it on your own somehow, but co-packer partnerships are at the top of the most valuable asset that you have. And uh, 
No one is ever going to make your product uh, and be more passionate about it the way you are. They could be the best of the best. Uh, so just dial that in the best you can and really make sure you're nurturing that partnership uh, because you need it. Uh, and you need to make sure that there's a true team effort when it, when it comes to that. Let's talk about distribution. Give us maybe, let's say early, uh, let's say late 2019 going into 2020, where did you distribute the product? Uh, so at that point, we were in about 130 Whole Foods, three Whole Foods region. I would say about 300 to 400 total retail locations, but two thirds of our business is e-commerce. And that's through our own website, through Amazon. We were actually selected as one of only six finalists for Amazon Small Business of the Year 2019. That was an awesome achievement because if you think about all the small businesses selling on Amazon to be one of six was awesome. Uh, we didn't win. I'd like to say we got the unofficial second place, but the winner went to Nut Pods, another CPG brand that's just absolutely crushing it. Shout out, Madeline. Shout out. Uh, yeah, Nut Pods uh, is in a different realm, uh, at least as of right now. Uh, that's that's for sure. Um, but second or even being nominated is, is awesome. So uh, that that's kudos to you guys and the team. Um, Appreciate that. Give us, uh, give us your take as far as direct to consumer. So those that are selling products direct to the customer, why don't you give us how that's laid out? Where are you putting it on as far as advertising? Give us some nuggets in there, if you would, uh, as far as strategy, some, some, some good value add for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so our product is essentially creating a niche subcategory of jerky. So there's a lot of education that needs to happen. And that's why DTC or e-com is so good for us, because you have more shelf space, so to speak, when you get to describe your product, use imagery, et cetera. And then the bonus of that is that you can use that data geographical or how people interact with the product and the ads to then approach the right retailers and learn how to display your product on retail shelf as well. Uh, we found uh, a strong community on Facebook. It seems like uh, the Facebook user is more curious about the company and the backside of it, where Instagram tends to be more like product facing. I mean, now it's, it's, it's definitely evolving and I think evolving very rapidly when it comes to digital strategy. Uh, some brands out there absolutely killing it. But I think the ultimate key is learning your community and knowing how to interact with them. Are you doing Facebook and Instagram? Is that like a, a primary uh, item as far as agenda week to week? And if so, are you operating that or did you outsource? Uh, so we do have a partner for Facebook ads. Um, I think it's very important to have partners that are super skilled in areas where you're gonna be dedicating a lot of money. Uh, but as far as social posts right now, uh, I'm taking care of it. But we're actually uh, doing a equity crowdfunding uh, through republic.co. And part of the goal there is to grow our team. So most likely we'll be hiring for the marketing position in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Go check out the republic.co. Uh, uh, look them, search them up so you can uh, throw a couple of dollars at them. So that's good Good cool. to know. Ah, Maybe you can even scan that. I don't know oh, yeah, scan it, scan it. Uh, everybody, you can search, search that somehow. Uh, when I post this, you throw it down in the, in the uh, comments. Got it. Um, I'm going to touch on that. Uh, if you are indirect to consumer, I talk about it a lot. It is a very, very dis difficult channel uh, to not only understand, but to execute on. 
And as, if you want it to be a part of your business and you want to be successful at it, you have to have somebody that knows what they're doing. So that could be you onboarding somebody on your team, which would be amazing. Uh, there are people out there who, who are looking for that either full-time work uh, or at least to be part of a team. Maybe they're, they're handling it for a few brands. Um, you've got to just figure out whether or not they're the real deal or not, because there's some that aren't. Then there's the agency side. You can find agencies. You could be referred. There's a lot of people in our vertical right now that could potentially refer you to some good people. And then you'll find out if it's working or not. The reality is some don't work. It doesn't matter what you do. Uh, it doesn't matter who is operating it, who's running it. Uh, it doesn't matter how many funnels you have, what the messaging is, what the ad work looks like. It doesn't matter if you know your community or you think you do. Some don't work. Sorry. Very well said. Let's get back to the positive side though. Um, let's go to, uh, as far as physical retail, you talked about Whole Foods earlier. Uh, let's talk about today. Are you in other physical retail stores if so where? Uh, we're in some select Wegmans, uh, some Sprouts. Uh, we just, or we're just on the verge of launching a single serve derivatives, our beef stick in a single, uh, single stick form. And uh, we have a bunch of reviews out there, but Whole Foods is definitely our strongest partner. Uh, we have some giant stores in our area, and then uh, we're really focused on the natural and the, uh, the indie locations as well. Uh, it's another really great point about retail partnerships and knowing your customer, or at least looking to know your customer. Uh, you don't need to grow quickly. A lot of people talk about door counts. It's talked about a lot. Door counts is not the name of the game. Uh, it, it is if you maybe have a, a limitless checkbook and you want to just pour money in, in what I'd call buy sales. Uh, but if you're really looking to build a sustainable business here, you're going to need to find out which retailers and the, and the consumer that shops there is the right one for you and, and find, find the data that works. Then once you found that data, the stuff that does work, you'd want to duplicate that process. Um, so so go, getting back to that, I, I like that model that you have. Where do you guys want to see yourself in 12 months? What does the business look like? Uh, you know, how is it set up, structured, and, and, and distribution and the like? Uh, yeah, great question. So uh, definitely still scaling the two, the omni-channel approach uh, very appropriately. So e-com and um, retail. What's great about that is that the e-com side with the higher margins helps us then support the retail side because we all know slotting and pre-fills are quite expensive. Uh, but we definitely would love to expand in Whole Foods. Shout out if any buyers are watching this. We have a, our product in review right now. And then really just focusing on the natural channel. So extra distribution there, or even trying out some specialty locations, but really the, the higher tier healthy focused ones. That's kind of the strategy right now. Good stuff. Um, I love the episodes that really flow. You articulate yourself very well. Uh, and I just, um, I, I always appreciate those. Um, I've had so many great episodes, um, but, but this is a, an, another good one in the book. So a lot of value uh, in that. Um, much success to you. We're now going to turn this over to Jeremy. We're setting you up here on a tee. I don't know what that was. This is, this is swinging. A baseball. Um, post e-commerce, give, uh, give us the story there. Tell us what it's all about. Yeah, so essentially post e-commerce is a e-commerce marketing agency that has a focus on CPG food and beverage. Um, you know, much like IOBA and what Leon is doing, 
Um, you know, we're trying to focus on helping these types of entrepreneurs level digital advertising to increase that uh, their success in the omni-channel. And give us then a little bit of it. What exactly does the platform do? So what we offer is our uh, things like Facebook advertising, Google advertising. So two areas which are very different. So uh, much like uh, what Weon was talking about, they're doing a lot of paid ads on, on social. But the other part is the intent side. So for Google advertising, you have uh, a type of customer that's looking for uh, a specific intent on jerky. So I want to find the best jerky out there. Maybe I'm already eating something that's you know, not as healthy as it could be. So I want to find the next best level of jerky, uh, which you know, Ioba is presenting that they have that. So I want to be that user that finds this particular jerky. And so we provide top-notch advertising on intent places like Google to connect with that user for look, looking for IOPA. I like it. Jeremy's setting you up there, right? Where's your, where's your customer looking? Talk to Jeremy. Exactly. IOPA's info's down there too, beyond. Great having you, Jeremy, great having you. Enjoy the rest of the week. Let's go. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Jeremy.